Alright everybody, hey, welcome. Uh, this class is called What's the Point? If you are in the wrong place, it's fine. You can leave now or stick around. It's up to you. Uh, yeah, if everybody leaves, then I might get a little sad, but otherwise it's good. Alright. Hey y'all, uh, I want to tell you a little about who I am before we get started, just so you know, like, who is it that we're with this whole time? My name is Ryan Dugan. Uh, I grew up in Branson, Missouri. Is it is the St. Louis group in here at all? Is there someone from St. Louis group? What's up, St. Louis? Yeah, 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 yeah. St. Charles. Branson. All right, so hey, I grew up in Branson. I grew up in Branson, Missouri. It's a really strange place. Like, imagine if Taylor Swift and Ed Sheeran, when they turned 50, were like, let's go to a small town in Missouri and play songs during shows twice a day. That's what Branson's like for your grandparents. Uh, but like you know, they're they're equivalent. It's a it's a, even explaining it makes me feel strange. All right, growing up, I loved a few things, most of which I still love. I loved sports. I played five of them in junior high, four of them in high school, one of them after that. Uh, I loved and still love uh, movies. Love movies. Love superheroes. I know way too much about Marvel and DC. Uh, Love like all those, all those like genres: Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, Marvel, DC, uh, Narnia. Love it all. I love board games. Board games are fun. Uh, so if I have any board game geeks in here, we can talk. Dude, love that. Uh, so I went to school after Branson. After I went to, after I graduated high school, I went to school in Chicago at a place called Wheaton College. After that, I moved to St. Louis, actually, and lived there for about three or four years. And then five years ago, I moved to Houston, Texas, where I work at Christ King Presbyterian Church. I've been there for five years. Since moving to Houston, I met my wife, Michaela. She's the really pretty girl who sings on stage. Uh, that's my wife. We had a baby. Uh, her name is Everett Kate. We call her Evie. Uh, she's a year and a half as of like two days ago. And if you couldn't tell, I'll tell you now, we actually are having another little girl in September. So I moved to Houston, got a cool job, but also, yeah, thank you, thank you, yeah, that's great. Got a cool job, but I also found my wife and had a couple kids, and we're still, we're still rolling, it's great. Uh, I'm currently in school, so I too have papers and homework and have to go to class. As you might imagine, being an older fella that's got a family and has a job and has classes. There's a lot of things that call for my attention. Like a lot of things, a lot of areas in my life that are like, hey, I need, I need you to focus over here. This is really important. So like, my job. Like I gotta work, because if I don't work, then I don't have money. If I don't have money, I can't buy, you know, like food and stuff. Uh, I've got class, like I have to do homework, I have to read. If I don't do that, then I like won't get grades and won't learn anything. Uh, <clears throat> I've got a family, which is, I don't mind the fact that they call for my attention. I'm glad they want to be around me. Uh, so I have them. Uh, I also like, I'm a Christian. I work for the church. And I don't know about y'all, but growing up, I heard all the time from church people, and I tell people all the time, hey, like reading the Bible is a good thing. Praying is a good thing. Going to church is a good thing. But sometimes all those things combined can feel like a lot. Let me ask you this before we keep going. What are some things in your life that are like, call for your attention? What are some of like the really important things that you feel like you always have to focus on in your life? Yeah. School. School. Yeah, same here. Great. Yeah. 
Say it again. Pleasing your friends. Yeah, totally. What do you got? Band. Band. Is anybody else in band? Anybody play the trumpet in band? That's why I used to. Yes. Trumpet. That's why I used to do. Uh, what else? What else? Call, who else calls for our attention? Our focus. Yeah, up here. Acting. Acting. Nice. Like plays, movies, what? Plays? Sweet. What else? Yeah. Sports. Coaches ask a lot of us, right? What do you got? Excuse me? Not dying. It's harder for some of us than this for others. Uh, yeah, what do you got? Say it again. Volleyball. Yeah. Voice lessons. Yeah. Cross country. You're brave. Uh, yeah. Playing the piano. What do you got up top? Swim team. Getting along with siblings. Yeah. It's taking care of pets. There's a lot of things that call for our attention, right? You guys are in school. You got to do homework. Some of you play sports. You have coaches who have expectations of you. You do band. Your band director has expectations of you. You're at home. Your parents have expectations of you. Uh, you go to church, and your youth, per- your youth pastor or youth director or youth coordinator are good and right people, and they tell you, hey, you probably should be reading the Bible, going to church, and praying. This is things that should be happening. Does anyone ever, you can raise your hand, does anyone ever feel really overwhelmed sometimes by all of that? Anybody? I do. Okay, for those of you who raised your hand, I want you to answer, if, you're, if you want to, you don't have to, but I want you to answer this question. What do you do when you feel really overwhelmed? Yeah. You can't concentrate. Yeah. You listen to music. Yeah. You rush and don't do as good of a job. Okay, yeah. You watch movies, yeah. Is anybody, okay, you and me are on the same page. Does anybody ever get in the moment where you're like, I've got so much to do. What's on YouTube? <laughs> I've got so much to do. I'm going to watch The Office. Like, I've got so much to do. Let's go see a movie. I've got so much to do. Fortnite. Does anybody else feel that way? Okay, good. We're glad. I'm glad. For me, for me, what ends up happening is... Uh, Everything begins to feel like a huge, giant checklist. Like everything in life. When I get really overwhelmed by all the expectations, by all the things in life that call for my attention, everything starts to feel kind of like a big checklist. And I end up asking myself, why am I doing what it is that I'm doing? What's the point of any of this stuff? I feel, exactly, I feel overwhelmed, I, I feel stressed really thin, I feel like I never have enough time to get all of it done. What's the point of any of this? Why is it important? And the, that's the question we're going to try and tackle these next few days, is basically this. Why do Christians make such a big deal out of certain things? What's the point? Today, specifically, we're going to try and answer the question, with everything that asks for our attention, what's the point of following God? In other words, is He really that much better than everything else that the world asks us to pay attention to? Does that make sense? That's what we're going to try and talk about today. So let's pray and we'll get started. Father, thank You so much for this morning, for a chance to be with my new friends. I pray that You, Holy Spirit, would come and encourage our hearts, would challenge us, would, would, would shape, reshape the way that we think about the world, about You and about us. And it's your son, and the, Jesus, it's your son, in Your name we pray. Amen. I'm going to go ahead and just turn this off real quick. Okay, first question. Ladies, this, I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking at you here. First question. What was super fashionable five years ago? What was in five years ago? Yeah. Flared jeans. Flared jeans. What else? Just 
Chokers. Okay. What? I mean, you're not. You can answer. That's fine. What do you got? What? Okay. What did you wear to school five years ago? What was the, like the thing? So what is it? Your uniform. Yeah. Clothes. Good. We're all thankful that people wear clothes. Yeah. Rainbow loom bands. Oh, oh, I can't hear. Ra- Rainbow loom bands. Rainbow loom bands. Yeah. Excuse me. Mitch, mixed match, mixed match stuff. Okay, uh, what else? Is there anything else? Is there anything that was like really cool five years ago? Everyone had to do this. Everyone had to wear this. Fidget spinners. Fidget, fidget spinners. Yeah. Okay. 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 I realized that really hit a nerve for some of you guys. Okay. All right. All right. Question. Question. Why don't you wear the same things you wore? In first, second, and third grade, now. It's that it might it might shock you. I actually can't hear you when you all say at the same time. But uh, so let's for the sake of organization, we'll raise our hands. Yeah. Yeah. So yesterday. Okay. What do you got? Yeah, go ahead. Not you. They're way too small. I have outgrown them. Uh, what else? Why don't we wear the same clothes we used to wear? Yeah. Okay, they're out of style, and we don't want to be harassed by it. Yeah. Our views of what we should wear change. Our views of what we should wear change. Okay, 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 okay. Moving on. Next question. Does any, raise your hand. Does anybody here play video games? Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Alright, uh, let's just, hold on, hold on a second. Six years ago, I think, the PS3 and the Xbox 360, they were like big time awesome. Did anybody have one of those? Okay, what, uh, what are some of your, fa- what were some of your favorite games to play like six years ago? Yeah, over here. Either one of them, yeah. Call of Duty, yeah. Minecraft, yeah. Huh? Halo 3, yeah. Super Smash Bros. Yeah. Excuse me? MLB The Show 14, yeah. Either one. Huh? Mario. Okay, okay. Y'all hold, hold. Okay, I'm gonna ask you, raise your hand, raise your hand. I want someone to tell me, raise your hand. Why do you no longer play those same exact games with those same exact, same exact consoles? This is chaos, yeah. You got bored, yeah. It's an old machine. It doesn't work anymore, yeah. They got boring once you finished it. Alright, I want to tell you about my daughter real quick. My daughter, her name is Everett. She's a year and a half old as of like three days ago. Uh, she's very much like me, so she's loud, she's dramatic, she's into everything. Uh, she has a huge head of hair. Uh, she's super fun. She runs. People at the church at Christ the King know. I, I am, I've been there for almost, or I've been there for five years, but I am known because my wife sings and because my daughter's the toddler screaming and running through the halls every time church is over. And she's also the one that says hello to all the animals painted on the wall in the nursery. <laughs> every time we lay out the door, she's like, hi. 
Hi, like all the way down the hall. So my daughter Everett loves, just like any other toddler, loves to play with toys. But here's the funny thing, I love watching her, because I, I really, I promise I'm not exaggerating when I say this, she does not play with the same toy for longer than 15 seconds. Like, seriously. It's, my wife and I joke, like the other day she played with a toy for a minute and a half, and we're like, what's wrong with our kid? Something happened. So here's what Everett does. We're in the living room, and she'll get her giant bag of Legos, and she'll look at me, and she goes, Egos! And dumps them on the floor. She'll look at one, and she'll put it down. She'll go over, and she'll grab a shoe. She'll go, shoe! And then look at it. Ten seconds later, put it down, and run over, and grab water bottle, and go, Waddy! And you know, all that sort of thing. She can't talk very well. We're working on it. Um, so the point is, she loves toys, for like 10 seconds, and then like many of you have talked about, gets bored and puts them down and finds the next one. I'm, I'm nervous to do this. But please raise your hand. Why do you think stuff works this way? Why is it that things are super exciting, but then the flare gets lost? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What do you got? They create new and better things. They create new and better things. Yeah. They don't satisfy us. All right. We're gonna look at two scripture passages real quick. I think the Bible actually might give us an answer for this. So if you can look to Isaiah chapter forty verses eight. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 8. Alright, do I have somebody who'd be willing to read this aloud? You, big guy on the stairs. Shh, everybody listen up. Super, super short. Isaiah 40, verse 8 says, The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the world of our God stands the, sh- the grass withers, the flowers fall, but the word of our God stands forever. All right, someone turn to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. Who said I read? Well, I'm going to go with you on the stairs. We're going to Matthew chapter 6, verse 19. Uh, yeah, 19 through 20. Shh. Okay, these are two passages. One in the Old Testament by a prophet, a guy named Isaiah. And one actually a quote from Jesus himself. The whole thing is the word of the Lord, but you guys know what I'm saying. Isaiah says, hey, the grass... Then the flowers fall away, they fade, but the Word of God lands, stands forever. And then Jesus is talking to a huge group of people and the most famous servant ever preached. And He says, listen, don't store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and animals can destroy it or where it can be stolen or taken away. Don't do that. Why do you think God is making this point? What point do you think God's making with these two passages? 
What do you think? Things don't last. Things don't last. It's pretty self-explanatory, right? Okay, quick story. Uh, a few, maybe like a year ago, a buddy of mine gave me one of his suits. Uh, he and I are both kind of heftier men, and he had a brand new, or he had an old suit he was going to give to me, so it was brand new to me. And I was very excited about this suit, because it was a good-looking suit. It was gray, the right shade of gray. I wore it to a wedding, and I was really excited about it. And uh, one thing you should know about me too is I love to dance. And when I dance, I don't mean to brag, but people notice because I'm large and I can actually dance. Uh, And I'm usually very excited when I dance. There's lots of jumping, lots of, uh, you know, just movement. Okay, so I'm dancing on the dance floor at one of my closest friend's wedding. So I'm extraordinarily excited he's getting married. He's finally found the woman of his dreams. And this song comes in, you know, the kind of song that's like, and so I'm going, I'm dancing, and then the beat really drops. And I jump in the air, and I land, and there's some water on the ground because someone brought their water on the dance floor. That's a no-no. I slip, I fall, I land on my rear end, and I immediately hear a... And I think to myself, oh no. Uh, And I look down and I realize my pants, my brand new suit, had just ripped from rear end to kneecap. So I am like the suit pants. I look to my my suit wife. I go, do you think we can save them? She goes, they're gone. (laughs) They're gone forever. This brand new suit destroyed because the fiber of the pants could not with withstand the power of my dancing. Uh, they couldn't, it wouldn't last. It didn't last. Here's the first point I think God's making. The first point is that nothing lasts forever. Because things break. Things like the grass and the flowers fade away. Things are taken away. My daughter was... Uh, at brunch with us on Sunday, she had a pancake in her hand, and she was loving life, but she waddled up and down the halls, and then our friend's dog named Ranger snuck up behind her and goes, and stole the pancake from her hand, and the pancake was gone, and she cried. Uh, things don't last forever. They're taken away. The fibers are pants. They rip. The pancakes in our hands are stolen from dogs. They don't last. That's her first point. You and I, here's, the, here's really, I mean, let's bring it down just a second. Everything in the, in the world, everything in the world is screaming at you, calling for you to pay attention to it because they are saying, this is the most important thing. Those things are important. Pancakes are important. Pants, suit, suit pants are important. But I think the, point, the first point we're trying to get here is this. It's not the most important. It can't be because it doesn't last. Algebra is for a year for most of us. Some of us is two years. Uh, Algebra is for a year. It doesn't last. Okay, next thing. The second reason I think, the second thing I think he's trying to make, second point he's trying to make is this. Nothing was actually meant to hold hold our attention for that long. Even the things that we, the achievements or the presence or whatever it is that we do get that are amazing, the excitement doesn't last. Has anyone been in a situation where they've begged their parents for a present at Christmas, they've then gotten that present and like three weeks later they're already bored? Anybody? The newest video game. There's only so much NBA 2K19 you can play before you're like, this is just not fun. Right? Well, let, let me ask, I'll ask you this way. Somebody raise your hand and tell me your favorite food. What's your favorite food? Steak. steak. What do you got? Uh, what? Breakfast food. Yeah. Gummy bears. Gummy bears, yeah. 
Sugar, just sugar. Yeah, in the corner. Sushi. I love sushi. What do you got? Huh? What'd you say? Spaghettios. Spaghettios or spaghetti? Alright, question. I want you to imagine your favorite food. Imagine it in all its deliciousness. Imagine it's the most amazing moment with your favorite food you've ever had. Now imagine that for the rest of your life, for every single meal, that's the only thing you get to eat. Well, whoa, hold on. Listen. You say yes. You say yes, but I would almost guarantee after like a month of eating only gummy bears or just straight sugar, uh, you'd either one, be dead, or two, uh, you'd be tired of it. So here's the point. Hey, y'all, bring it in. Here's the point. Even when we get what we want, and it's really cool, the excitement of the thing doesn't last. When I was in St. Louis, I coached a high school football team, Kirkwood High School, and we won a state championship. We were the best football team in the state of Missouri. And the next week, we forgot about it because we were training for the next season. Even when you make it to the top, even when you get exactly what it is you think you want, it, does, it feels great and it's good because it's good. It's a gift from God. God's a good father. God's a good father who gives gifts to his children. He's giving you those things, great food and cool new suit pants and state championships in football. But the point is, those things do not last forever. Even the excitement of getting them fades. So where does that leave us? If nothing is able to last forever and nothing was meant to hold our attention or our affection for that long, where do we turn? Well, what does Isaiah... Yeah, you nailed it. What does Isaiah 48 say? The grass where there's a flowers fade... But the Word of God lasts forever. Jesus, the Word incarnate, the Word in the flesh, lasts forever. He doesn't fade. He doesn't go away. He is faithful. God is faithful to His children. He never forsakes us. He's with us always. Jesus is the only person or thing that is important everywhere at all times. He was important yesterday, he's important today, and he'll be important in 500 years. Uh, Willis, the guy I work with, actually used this illustration in a lesson the other day, so I'm going to steal it. Thanks, Willis. Uh, Tell me the most famous person you can think of right now. Who's the most famous person you can think of? Taylor Swift. Miranda Sings. LeBron James. Donald Trump. Okay, great. All right. won the World Series last year? Okay. Who won the World Series four years ago? Who won the World Series in 1993? No idea. Here's the point. Here's the point. The most famous people in the world, we know them, but there is a corner of the world where someone doesn't know their name. The most famous teams winning World Series, winning NBA championships, we remember them for a year, and then 10 years, 15, 20 years later, we don't remember. Those things don't last, but Jesus does. In every corner of the earth, God's name can be known. His, his, uh, 
The evidence of His existence, the evidence of His goodness, the evidence of His greatness is seen everywhere. And how do we know this? Well, everybody turn to Psalm 8. If you have a Bible, turn to Psalm 8. This psalm... We're almost finished. This will be the last thing. This psalm is uh, is a song... It's a poem written by a guy named David. David was the dude who was a shepherd. She took after she- he looked after sheep. And, uh, and he also was the guy who threw a stone and killed a giant and then cut off that giant's head afterwards. That's pretty gnarly. Uh, so David ended up becoming the king of Israel. He was the greatest king that the nation of Israel had ever known. He was a king. He had a lot of things to do. He had a family. He had a lot of people to attend to. He went to war. He was a general. He had a lot of different hats he had to wear. A lot of different responsibilities. A lot of things like you and I calling for his attention. And he writes this psalm. Here's what he says. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You've set your glory above the heavens. From the lips of children and infants you have ordained praise because of your enemies to silence the foe of the avenger. This is important. When I consider the heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you've set into place, what is man that you are mindful of him? The son of man that you care for him. You made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crown him with glory and honor. Let's fast forward to the very end. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. What happens here is David has a lot of things calling for attention, but he takes a moment, whatever this is when he's writing, and he looks to the stars, he looks to the mountains, and he remembers, he's reminded at how huge God is. And I love how this is written. It says, with your fingers, with your fingers you set the stars into place. I might be taking a leap here, but I think when I think of someone's working with their fingers, it's like small, delicate, teeny tiny, of like really no, con- like it's not a physical effort to like lift a huge thing. In other words, God is so big, placing stars in the universe in its place was like no work for him. He's huge, he's majestic. He's the only one who does not fade and can actually hold our attention. When David takes a moment to look to God, he has this wow moment. A wow moment. And here's the crazy and really good news for us. We're going to close with this. David had the stars and the mountains and creation to look at to be reminded of who God was. We get Jesus. We have, we have beautiful Alaska Ranch. We have the stars at nighttime. We have great food and all these things. The same as David. But we also have God in the flesh. We have Jesus. Our biggest wow moment is yes, that God is huge and He made all things. And David knew that this was coming. But for us, our biggest wow moment is what John talked about last night. We look back and realize that God, the Creator of all things, came to us, became like us, and rescued us from everything. He saves us. His, I, he says, our, God, our Lord, our Lord. Jesus is our God. He's intimate. He's a per, he has a relationship with us. He wants that with us. Jesus is the only thing that lasts forever that's, and He's the only thing that's important yesterday, today, and for all the years to come. And He has come to you. I don't know about y'all, but the wow moment's pretty big for that. So here, we're going to close with this. What's the point then? 
Why is it that your youth leaders and your pastors make such a big deal about God's stuff? Why is it that we should be paying attention to the things of God when all these other things are calling for our attention? What's the point? Why is it important? Well, it's important because God ultimately is the only thing that matters. It basically comes down to this. God is enough where everything else will leave us wanting more. When we have this desire... Excuse me, yeah. When God, God is enough, where everything else will leave us wanting more. Tomorrow we're going to talk about what, why do we, what's the point of like loving people? Why do we do that? Why do people talk about it all the time? That's tomorrow. Let's, uh, we're going to do one thing before we leave. I'm going to pray right after we're going to read. We're going to read Psalm 1 together. The reason we're going to do this is because it speaks basically straight to the heart of this. You and I need to be convinced by the Holy Spirit that walking with the Lord is better than everything else. And it talks right to it. So we're just going to close with this one passage and we're going to get out of here. Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of wicked, or stand in the way of sinners, or sit in the seat of mockers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. On his law he meditates day and night. He's like a tree planted by streams of water which yields fruit in its seasons and whose leaves do not wither. Whatever he does prospers. Not so the wicked. They're like chaff. That the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Here's what I want you to see as we close. Why is God important? Why does it matter that we do these things? Why does it matter? What's the point of making God the most important? Because God's promise to us is blessed is the man or the woman who goes after him. That when he is our priority, We are like a tree. We're strong. We're sturdy. Planted by water that nourishes us. And when we're not, we're like chaff. If you don't know what that is, it's like the corn husks that you peel and it kind of blows away. God's promise to us is that with Him we are strong. What's the point? The point is, He's the only thing that's worth it. Let's pray. Father, thanks again for today. Thank you for my friends. Pray with us the rest of the afternoon as we hang out and play lots of fun games. I pray, Spirit, you come and let this sink into our hearts. I pray that you would allow us to see, although these things in life are super important, that they're not the most important. I pray that we could see all these things that we uh, strive for, that call for our attention, that seem like the most relevant thing, that in comparison to you, Father, we would, well, they would fade away, just like your promise. So your sons, let me pray. Amen.